Wake up in the morning after the weekend to get an update on the NRL. Illegal counsel. Wake up in the morning after the weekend to get an update on the NRL. My legal counsel. It's of the weekend scandals on Monday. A story from Jack about a urinal. My legal counsel. Welcome back to Legal Counsel, coming at you live on a gorgeous Sydney Portier afternoon, 9th of June. Long weekend here in Australia, as always, coming at us hey, live. Don't, don't slag off our Perth and Brisbane listeners. Do they not have the long weekend? They don't have Queen's birthday. I don't know what South Australia does, don't know what Tassie does, but no, I definitely know Queensland don't have uh, Queen's birthday. Four. You cut into my intro, mate. Usually I'd like to say, um, coming at you, as always, Jack from former Hong Kong representative based in Melbourne, Victoria. How's it <laughs> going, mate? I've got to pull you up on just absolute, like, that's ignorance, mate. Why? Because, like, do you know, do any business in Queensland? Um, that's not true. Golden Circle? That's not true. I do have a... Uh, we do have a client based there, but that's that's not what we're here to talk about, mate. I'm not sleeping any state off. The great state of Queensland will be sleeping well this week. Probably just now getting over um, Origin 1. Be a few benders, wouldn't it? Fuck. Would have been rocking um, down Caxton Street on Wednesday evening. I took the game in with you at the Sporting Globe in Melbourne. Good scene there, wasn't it? Melbourne do love their league deep down, don't they? They do, can you remember me hugging that guy? No. Like, when Ngang I scored that try, I sort of got off my um, seat and sort of did the old, you know, the, ho- the, the jockey to get him home. And that bloke <laughs> that was sitting next to us came and hugged me. <laughs> I don't know about that. I yeah, up- he came like, mate, I'm, yeah, look, I'm not that big in Queensland. They were, you know those guys with the tattoos everywhere behind us or behind me? One of the got one of the guys hugged me when I did the jockey got going my home, and I was sort of like, "Oh, yeah, sweet ass, but mate, I'm not bad <laughs> for it." <laughs> so the guy sitting behind you was quite stocky, um, no hair, completely shaved off, and a tattooed um, head, completely based on the hairline. Um, not every day that you see that on someone under the age of probably twenty-eight. Well, the next morning though, I was thinking in the shower, I'm like, "Is that coward based?" Like. He's obviously going for the extreme look with like um, tattoos on his um, crown. Uh, what's it called? Your what's the top of your your scalp? Yeah, scalp. And, and but then it's like, oh, but I don't really know if I want to really be that extreme. I could just grow my hair so I could hide them. Well, if he tries to grow his hair and he starts getting a receding hairline either side or just a bald patch, that's going to look really interesting, isn't it? Just just, <laughs> just tattoos coming up through the. Uh, through the receding hairline. Um, he's not giving himself many prospects. And, well, well, actually, no. I think it's a confidence play for him. He says, I know yeah. who I am, and I know, what I've, I know what life's got in store for me. And it's probably these three or four vocations. Um, obviously, the tattoo industry is, um, is going to lap you up for commitment to the cause. Um, security, 
No one yeah. tunes their um, tunes their nose up at someone willing to uh, stand outside a pub or a bank and generally take shit from the public for a minimal wage. And then I guess within within reason the labouring industry because I think I don't know if everyone really wants to have someone with a tattooed head as a um, as the face of their company, do they? Mm, oh, I don't know. I mean, I'm not judging anyone, but probably not. Um, look, when I looked at him and I saw those three Queenslanders behind us, I was sort of, I sort of was intimidated. I said, "Well, like, if he's got," uh, I sort of pulled my head in because I was like, "If he's got the guts to get a tattoo on his scalp, he's got the guts to throw one at me." Yeah, totally. And and you just you don't even think think twice about doing anything with an earshot, saying anything stupid. I think, um, yeah, it just he makes you pull your head a little bit. Ever. He could be the worst fighter ever, but it's just, he sends out the signal like... I'm not taking that chance. No, me neither. Um, so you end up hugging his mate. I don't recall that. I woke up the next yeah, morning... The guy, the guy that looked the most normal out of them in terms of, I think he had a hat on or something, the guy yeah. further away from... The furthest away from you, mm. he when I yeah when I rode going my home, he jumped and hugged me. I'm like, I must have been. He must have seemed like I was a real big Queensland fan. Yeah, what's your affiliation with Queensland? Like, you just do you pick a side every year, or you always been Queensland? No, nah, never. I, 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 before I moved to Australia, I was sort of token New South Wales, and mm. it was purely on the um, what do you call it when I just go against the grain? Contrarian. Yeah, because you know how in New Zealand everyone goes for Queensland. Yeah, so I just off. I'll go for New South Wales. Um, but then obviously I've lived in, I lived in Queensland for three years. Have sort of been in the Queensland league system, so I've got a sort of soft spot for them, I guess now. But I'm not really a massive fan. But then I just guess the New South Wales like people I associate with sort of their arrogance about like a dynasties coming and stuff like that. Just again, just made me sort Put, of push you over Queensland. the edge. Well, I was actually a Queensland fan from as soon as I liked rugby league, mainly because of Meninga playing for Queensland. He's my hero. And then until about five years ago, I just started to really hate Justin Hodges and Sam Thiday. And then, really? Yeah. And I, was, I just wanted that dynasty to end. And then now this year is the official first year that I've really decided to actually put my weight in behind New South Wales. I think the last five years I was just, okay, I don't really care who wins. But I've been here for over 10 years now, so I've decided that I'm going to support New South Wales from now on. What did you think of the game, though? I mean, I did. we sort of broke this down last week, and we were kind of a little bit surprised about how many people were saying that the Blues would win win easily um, in New South and Queensland. It was just classic origin folklore, wasn't it? I mean, everything about the ebb and flow of that game was, I mean, just all Queensland. That's what Queensland do, isn't it? That's exactly what Queensland do, and they've done for a long, long, long time. Yeah, and I, and I guess from my perspective, uh, it, not much of it surprised me. Um, really? It was just... No, no, because I, I mean, I think I, I, t- I tipped Queensland last week on the show. I just you're, thought... a, you're a noted contrarian, so your tips are either see what everyone else is doing and do the opposite, or do the opposite of me on the show. So, so I don't think anyone can ever take I... your tips seriously. Um, that's rich coming from you, who can't put <laughs> something to save himself. No, but I just thought, I just thought when you look at 
DCE, Munster, and Ponga, like they're just like any team with those players in it, and then you you're not going to throw them throw in like you're not throwing in absolute scrubs with them mm. is going to compete. And at the end of the day, the, like Munster, I, I was saying in the Uber on the way in, I sort of said I just can't wait to watch Munster. Like mm. he he actually looks like he's got spiders on him sometimes. He's one of those guys that he just at will can just beat a man, and and it's. And it defies physics, defies science. There's no massive bingy steps or power. He just gets through. He's a very, very rich man's Clint Gutherson. You know, he's that footballer that just he doesn't have the you know like what you said that's the signature move, but he just people hold off him, don't they? They don't rush up and tackle him. They just let him move. And the more you let him move, the more he does. He he's brilliant. He, I Which mean, was Alfie Langer too. God, he used to hate. I used to hate as a Kiwi like playing against Alfie Langer for Australia. Mm. He just you just like tackle him, tackle him, and they just he just have so much time. They let them run though. It's, it's something about guys like that. You just keep letting him run. You don't rush up on him. You're sort of waiting for him to do something, and instantly he moves off that defensive sort of mindset and, and does something brilliant. I thought. New South Wales started, looked, you know, they started the way that everyone thought, well, everyone in New South Wales thought they would have probably um, continued the game. They looked very good. But if you sort of look in the first 20 to 30 minutes, Queensland were actually pretty unlucky as well. Addo Carr, um, who I think now is the premier winger in our game, by, by a significant margin, he is that much better because he's, he's doing huge defensive plays using his speed. So Wallace, do you think, or some people thought he was and just he's, a speed guy? He's not just a speed he's guy. he's staying injury-free. He's staying injury-free, oh. which is a big one too. So he ran down two tries and then saved a third with an intercept where he stuck his hand out. So you'd say Queensland were pretty unlucky like not to have more points on the board early. So although New South Wales dominated the, the scoreboard, Queensland actually had a lot of opportunities to, to score, so it wasn't as one-sided as you thought. And, you know, looking back in hindsight, which is which is a wonderful thing now, it was probably going to even itself out, that the amount of, you know, the chances and, and what was one was going to stick into him. Um, Ponga, it just went, went again and, and another little tick box from him in a big game, wasn't it? That was, th- those two passes that he put out, Corey Oates and... Ngai's first try, they yeah. were pretty. That was touch footy specials, weren't they? They were just brilliant, Benji Marshall esque passes. Um, oh, yeah, they are wonderful, wonderful passes. And and again, I think it's. I sort of understand from you now that you're you're saying you slag people off for, for putting Ponga on a pedestal, but you were just waiting for these games, weren't yeah, you? Exactly, and and I have been on record saying I think he's going to get there, but and you know they just. He, he needed to have these kind of games. And I still want him to see... I, I want to see Ponga take a semi-final v the Raiders at Bruce Stadium and, you know, turn it on in a big game like that. So I think that origin performance from him was a big tick box. Um, I also thought, which is it has been um, covered by many leagueies throughout the week, was Freddie's use of the bench. Now, you sent me this stat here and it breaks down the forward um, rotations. So this is what he did. First 30 minutes, he had Frizzell, and then he replaced him with Crichton. 
and then Crichton went on to play 50 straight minutes um, at the expense of Frizzell, really, which is really strange. I think that Frizzell is a better attacker, defender, um, and overall player than Crichton. Didn't he have an issue, though, Frizzell with HIA or something? Uh, I don't know. Probably getting confused with St. George game. Yeah, you could be. Clemmer played the first 40 minutes, had half-time, then another 10, and then they had a sub of Paul Vaughan and then Tyson Frizzell for the last 10 minutes was actually playing prop. Something that I just cannot understand, Jake Dubojevic, New South Wales' best forward, came off after half an hour, replaced by Cameron Murray, who proceeded to pay the next 50 minutes, the same as Crichton. Now, I really think Cameron Murray was, is good, but you've got to try and find a way of keeping Trebojevic on the field for the whole time. He came Agreed. on a prop in, in the rotation. So Paul Vaughan played 20, and he split the first half with Payne Haas, and then Payne Haas played another 20 and split that with Drake Trebojevic, who was playing. So I think Trebojevic has to play 80 minutes. He's got the ability to, and Koidner had played 70. Now, Koidner went off with a head knock, didn't he? Yeah. So Corner well, probably, yeah. probably would have played the whole game because he came off in the 70 minutes for, for Cody Walker. For me, the big thing that stands out is Angus Crichton playing way too many minutes at the expense of Frizzell and Cameron Murray essentially eating into Jake Trebojevic's time in his debut game. Um, Trebojevic has to play 80 minutes. He's, he's unbelievably good. He's so skilled. He's got the hands... You know, he, he's when James Graham was playing so well for the Dogs and he was almost playing as another forward, Tabrovic try assists, I'm sure he'd be right up there for forward to try assists, wouldn't he? Yeah, he would. The other thing um, I think is, is worth mentioning is, I mean, you've you've called Angus Crichton just another guy. Jag. Um, and I, I sort of thought that was because he's in the Roosters system and perhaps the skill sets aren't coming to the fore as much, but... He definitely did just he did look like that jag um, out there. The other one was Payne Haas. His play the balls were like the slowest of anyone on the whole field. It was it was um, a bit of a, a a worry for him. I don't know what that was about um, because I guess in in state of origin they ended up, ended up getting on him quick and, and sort of um, gang tackling him and didn't give him, give him the opportunity to break the and get those post contact meters that he did against like the, the Warriors, which had you um, on cloud nine waxing lyrical about the mm. bloke again. And I agree. And I think, you know, as moronic as Kevin Walters is, and there's no way he's deciding when players are coming on and off. He, he doesn't have the mental capacity to do that. So someone else, whoever is assistant coaches, I think did a really good job for Queensland. Matt, Might be Dick Turner. Dick Tosser Turner. Yeah. He's a selector, isn't he? Yeah, no, I think he's brown bread anyway. <laughs> Matt Gillett played the full 80. Gazelle. Felice... Isn't he just starting to come right? Oh, Gillette. he is. Oh, yeah. but he's getting back to where he was. He is so good. Felice Kafusi played the full 80. Make me. Josh Maguire played the first 40. So I think this is it. Gillett, Maguire, and Confuci played the first 40, right? So they yeah. really backloaded their subs in the second half. Maguire came on for the last 10, and um, Papali, who started the game, he came played on. well. He played the first 20 with Offa Hengawe, who also played really well. And then Papali actually came on and only played the middle 
20. So Papali only played 40 minutes. Oh, wow. It seemed like he played more than that. Um, and Jai Arrow played 20 and then came on played a middle 20. The David Fafidas, the that middle period from Papali, Fafida and Arrow um, seemed to sort of really push them over the momentum stakes though, didn't it? That was kind of the winning and losing of the game was that sort of middle 20 minutes of the second half where they just seemed to be more dynamic. Yeah, I, I actually and- said that they wanted it more. And people were going, fuck off, they don't want it more. Well, clearly, they, you know, New South Wales want it as much as Queensland. There's no doubt about that. But if you just saw the, the desire from Queensland, their will to do things that I don't think New South Wales were doing, the pace that they were screaming off their line, their scrambling um, ability, which is just a hallmark of Queensland teams over the years, you didn't see that from New South Wales. They didn't have that level of intensity and that level of desire, which was ultimately the game. And do you think that's a fair comment? Uh, that was a fair comment. I, I just want to touch on how good is David Fafida? Um, mm. Fuck, he played well. He's only 90 years old still, I think, and he's just an absolute chiselled gazelle. Yeah. Um, so what's the story? Is he available for Tonga or not? Well, I'm not sure what the story is. I think, essentially, you could play two games for Queensland and then start playing for Tonga, but I, I think that what Queensland will make them commit up front. By the RLIF rules, but okay. I think I think Australia Rugby League is saying, well, hang on, now to play Origin, you have to be eligible for Australia. You only have to put your foot forward to Australia. So, unfortunately, I don't think Tom, well, fortunately no. for New Zealand, David Fafida. Uh, and, and, and off and go away. And off and go away, jeez, big hole. Um, what else do I want to say? Oh, and the other one is, uh, which is probably with a t- talking point, and, and it's a bit of a... Uh, I guess, uh, pat on the back for us, is that Latrell Mitchell um, was hopeless the other night, a long way away from, say, he's been in, in the first six rounds of, of this year. Mm. Um, but legal counsel picked this. We knew he was, there was going to be a, a walkabout, oh, oh, is walkabout the right word, or go missing part of his career. And this part of his career where he's, uh, I think he went back to Tari rather than going back to Sydney, is his <laughs> moment where he could go into a shell and end up playing Tari for the rest of his career. I think or that, I think that's the, the worst possible result. And while I don't think he played well, I don't think that... I, I think that's... If he does have a step off his cliff part of his career, I don't think that's for a couple of years yet. I think he's, he's still... Um, He's still at the top of his game. He just played poorly. Defensive reads, again, like Ponga drew um, him in beautifully and made him look stupid with, I think, was the first gay guy try. He does, he can tackle and he can defend, but he has really bad moments on defence as well. I think he's very inconsistent on defence, and that's probably the part of his game that is stopping him become just basically unstoppable. Still, his rig is fucking unforgivably bad. Who is? His rig is fucking awful. Like, no one can look like that and be at the top of their game. He could. The, the thing is, he could be 20% better. Oh, I don't know. I don't, genetically, he can't actually get his rig chiseled. Do you think he goes to the same gym as Peter Hickey? Quite, or Anthony Don. <laughs> There'd be a real good, like, I think maybe man of league calendars are over, like, because you just can't do that shit anymore. But maybe you could do, like, Dad of League, and it's just dad bods. You've got like that, you've got Anthony call. Don, Peter Hiku, Latrell Mitchell, Josh Adokar, 
Gucci um, Road. Yeah, Cas Cackles is okay, isn't it? Nah, not as good as it needs to be, I reckon. Really? Yeah, okay. I, I saw him and Trell sitting there with their um with their tops up pre game. Way too much of that too. I reckon Kronk the Kronk um syndrome has really sort of struck Trell and he's walking around pre kickoff with his top off for an unnecessary amount of time. God. The other thing that was a uh, takeaway from the other night was, did you see some of the um, uh, interviews of the coaches or and players in the changing rooms? Did uh, you see the amount of people that were in the changing It was fucking ridiculous. Oh. The news, when they interviewed Freddie, yeah. there was every fucking ex-New South Wales player in the changing room. Now, yeah. fuck. Like, what are they doing? Like, some corporate experience bullshit. Get them out of there. Freddie's got to talk to them. Yeah, I, I did. I did think that um, Freddie, he's he's lovable, um, but he's a little bit. I don't know, like too much of that. I reckon, eh? Just a little bit too much of like, yeah, we'll get some old legends in the changing rooms. Like bunker down. This is supposed to be, you know, as as many of those people will say, the the, the pinnacle. As many Australians will say, although we don't think so. But you can't just have that openness like you do need to bunker down win the series first then invite the old well they call them fogs former origin greats invite them in the chaining sheets afterwards this is not good enough but queensland had the same thing queensland actually seemed to have more family in there like everyone's partners it was a bit of, i don't know anyway i don't know maybe the game's changing the game's changing definitely like it's not as bad as cricket like cricket these days because they're away for so long you're basically yeah. like you're in the team hotel and everyone's got their families there is that is that because yeah, I saw some footage of the um, black cat wags or New Zealand cricket team wags that they they were all on the piss at fucking Bristol or wherever they were playing. What a fucking time to be alive! Your, your, your husband or your partner is away in England for six weeks and you're out every night on the piss, every single night. And what New Zealand cricket has uh, just hired some um, helpers like babysitters. Well, I think potentially no, I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to go there. I do it. No, nah, I could have said something very, very inappropriate. I would have had to edit it out. So, um, text me if you want to know what I was going to say. Um, okay. So we're in the origin period. We are officially in what do we call it? The Hawaii, the Huawei. Um, no, 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 no. The Labara Mobile Rounds. Labara Mobile Rounds. It's very hard to take um, big takeaways out of these rounds, isn't it? But we're going to start and finish real fucking quickly with this. Watching the Warriors is like smelling a newborn nappy. Just the fucking intensity of the stench and like just the hurt afterwards. You don't recover that easily. Just so much to hit the senses and just a foul fucking stench. They started well. They looked Good pretty man. pretty okay. Um, Still shit ears though. Just dumb shit. We're at the point now. I mean, let's just go into the second half. What happened in the second half? I'm not, I want you to tell me what happened in the second half. We were playing the Melbourne Storm, which people are forgetting, but just... They're very beatable, though, the Storm. Like, they, they're obviously better than the Warriors, but if you've got a home game against this version of the Storm, you walk in there thinking you can beat them. That's not the same Storm four or five years ago where you were like, fuck, we actually can't beat this team. They're a beatable side, okay? If you've got a home game against the Storm... You're a beatable, they're a beatable side. So it's, it's and, not, that's not an excuse. Yeah, okay. But I'll tell you another thing that 
another theory that has come to roost for me again, that the Kiwis and the opposition team always lift at Mount Smart. And Jerome yeah. Hughes and Jesse played out of their skin again and just put us to the sword. Yeah. But, I mean, just dumb errors. Like, where was Blake Green? Cody looked really good for a bit, but then can't finish, put that pass on the person's chest. Um, just... Uh, just normal Warriors football, really. Okay, I've, I've, so it's, we're basically, it was dog shit. I was listening to Triple M yesterday. Um, I've only since seen the game this morning, I had to wake up early and watch it. I was listening to Triple M and Anthony Maroon, I've never heard a more abusive call in my life. Coming from a, yep. a Rabbitohs fan whose team was the laughingstock of the league for 20 years, he was basically calling for the Warriors to get kicked out of the comp. <laughs> He was saying yep. they were disgusting. Every time, like, it's really funny how, like, in the league, if you have an identity, like the Warriors have an identity, no matter, say, last year, they were very consistent and solid and a very good football team, but they carry this identity that they've had for 25, 30 years, right? There's no other real teams, maybe the Gold Coast, that have this identity that does, doesn't change from year to year. And he was abusing them and saying, same old Warriors, and then where Hiku and... Two of us are shit collided. Oh, only the Warriors could do that when um, Roger uh, sort of let ball got the better of him in the end goal in the second half and he let it go and then, you know, getting stuck in his end goal. He's just got on him and Sturlow actually had to step in and go, mate, hang on a minute. You are being way too harsh here. It's like he yeah. hunted the Warriors. But it's funny, like, the Warriors just have this identity for being, you know, good in the first 20 minutes and they'll fall apart and this and that and this and that. They can't shake that, can they? They're not going to be able to shake that for a long time. It's like when opposition um, or commentators, oh, you've got to move these big Warriors full pack around. They've got a fucking small full pack and they have done for years. Um, I know. We, we have to experience this crap with Tommy J. Holt Jr. the third. I mean, his team's shit. But what, the Tigers, the Tigers have won a premiership, but all of a sudden people think they've got some heritage that makes them like a, a strong team well no you're not you're a weak you've you've had the lowest percentage of wins out of any team to win a win a um a grand final in the last 30 years they haven't made the finals for the longest um period since 2011 was the last time they made the finals and they won't make it this year of course they're not going to make it this year now on to the final part of the warriors so the warriors are gone now I'm ruling them out. We're going to put the line through them. Okay. I knew when they when Jerome Hughes scored straight after halftime. That was my I put the white flag up for the season. Now, this is what I, this is. If I'm Stephen Cooney, this is what I'm doing. I know I know what I've got, but I want to see some. I want to see some stuff from some people to see if you know. I'm, I'm basically calling the season. Anything positive from here on in? Good. Isaac Luke never plays the Warriors again. Peter Hicku never plays the Warriors again. Adam Blair never plays the Warriors again. I want to see what I've got in Nathaniel Roach and Carl Lawton can come on and do his thing. I want to see what I've got in Atane Milne or anyone else. Um, I don't want to see Peter Hicku's fucking face again. His defence is just so unbelievably bad. It doesn't hold him in the side. Uh, sorry, his, his attack, although it's quite makes some lie breaks, it can't hold him in the side. Adam Blair... Just those dumb penalties. I know he made 49 tackles, but, I mean, some of the shit he's doing at the moment, and I'm an apologist, he's got to go. I don't want to see Gerard Beale's face again. I just do not want to see him even near a Warriors squad. Show me some names 
that at least I walk in with hope, not knowing what they are. I walk in there and I know exactly what that group of players is. And sure, they've got a lot of experience in that, but I need to see some youngsters and I need to see some different kind of footy. That's that's where I'm at. But you can't leave that much salary cap on the... Why? I, I never agree with that logic. You put the team out that you think is going to put your your club in the best position. Now, they signed Isaac Luke to a one-year deal. They've got no yep. they've got no obligation to play him. They signed him on a cheap deal. They prefer When's, Roach. What's Blair's contract for? Fucking heaps. <laughs> another nah, year to go to. Does it, does it go at the end of this year? Nah, another year. Just You're oh, going to have to eat that because that's just sometimes you've got to eat bad contracts. Um, Maybe something like uh, the dogs will take him off us. I don't think anyone in Australia is taking Adam Blair. Apart from Wayne Bennett. The bunnies would take him. Quite, they would. And so and would Craig Bellamy. The guys, see, he's not right for this Warriors team. He needs to be in a team, a very top team, and then, you know, he will rise. He can't be in a team like this. I think that's a big part of it. Which brings me on to the top eight and the bottom eight. Because I was actually watching um, last night, I watched, uh, they have this, some, I don't know, some show I found on KO called Top Five, and it had the top five um, finals finishes. Mm-hmm. And it had the 2008 1 versus 8 um, uh, Storm versus Warriors game. We yeah, alluded to it last night, didn't we? Where Michael Witt scored. Now, fucking hell, man. Um, that, our Warriors team had so many Australians in it. What's that, sorry? Had so many Australians, it's, the Warriors. Yeah. 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 Aiden Kirk. Um, fullback was Wade McKinnon. We had Michael Witt. We had Steve Price. We had Michael Luck. Brent Tate. Oh, um, Nathan Fien, Ian Henderson. Yeah, right. <laughs> Compared to now, who have we got? Who have we got? Lachlan Burr, Carl Lawton. But that, that, that that's uh, um, that's yeah. You could take one side of that argument, and you could say last year, yeah. Jack, we were two points off the minor premiership. Yeah, I know, I know. But I'm it, just it, saying. I just I understand that point, but um, I think we've got to move off those 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 guys and. You know, it's early for me, but it's June the 9th, and I'm already I'm at peace with the season, as in I'm not getting my hopes up again. So I actually can walk around just a little bit less stressed and just enjoy my rugby league a bit more. I'm really going to just enjoy the season from now on. Any wins are a bonus. Let's yeah, go. and you've got, you got the pinnacle coming up in a couple of weeks. Yeah, uh, up. The test should be all good. Should be good. Now let's get our fucking black Sharpies out. We've already ruled out the Bulldogs, Titans... Panthers, we've only ruled out those three. Are we ruling yeah. out the Dragons? No, not well. Depends on if they win tomorrow. This is for the eight. We keep the Dragons there? Keeping them there. What about you? I'm going to hold on to the Dragons for another week. They lose this week, it's going to be very tough. But then, then well, again, <laughs> the Warriors, as it stands, are the worst. Yeah, they're, they're there. But as it stands, if the Broncos lose today, they're only two points out of the eight. But I'm... I'm, I'm Black line through the Warriors. Are we putting a black line through the Cowboys? You can't, can you? You can't yet. No, I mean, Phelps back in the team just makes them look a little bit better, eh? Yeah, I agree with that. West Tigers, black line through them. Black line. Parramatta Eels? Yes, on 12 come points, on. only not in the eight. I think that whole Bank West thing... I, I desperately want to put a black line through them. But you're not going to? Do we give them another week? 
Oh, did you see them last night? Fucking didn't didn't go near that game. I was in mourning. Jeez, I just can't see the Eels doing anything with Mitchell Moses. They've just signed up for another three years for two and a half million bucks. Just made my fucking day reading that. <laughs> like, just so <laughs> what a there. fucking what a horrible fucking management of that club. Throw money at it's Gutho awesome. and Mitchell like, Moses. The, the, the two of them are oh, probably, okay, probably acceptable by themselves with the right other partner. But not together. Like, oh, way man. to fucking write your club off for the next few years. Oh, it's beautiful, isn't it? Ah, uh, but I just, I think Eels, it's just sad how shit they can be. Yeah, where's, what happened to Dylan Brown? He's injured since, like, round four. At 18, like, that's not a good sign, is it? Well, I mean, anyone can get an um, injury in a contact sport. No, but I mean, at 18, it wasn't like, but it wasn't like an injury that you get get on the ground. Game it was like, oh, he's got a sore back, like he's a fucking 48 year old. Oh, fast. I didn't didn't, didn't realise that. Yeah, um, no, it wasn't like a contact injury in, on during against the Panthers. It was just, oh, you know, he's got a stress fracture. Mm. Seriously. Tell you what, though, I think the top eight as it stands won't change. Storm. Oh, so the Eagles will be to top four. Listen to I know the Eagles. I mean. Yeah, listen, listen to this top eight. Storm. Yep. Rabbitohs. Roosters. Raiders. Knights. Sharks. Sea Eagles. Broncos. It isn't changing. That's the eight. That's got the it. eight. It's right there. We are at the eight right now. So is the so we are we playing for just what are there any spots that will ch- like are the Broncos potentially top four? Yep. They win today, they're two points off the four. So so it's a massive battle, really, within the eight about just getting that home, getting that top four, I guess, which is going to be quite an interesting battle. Well, I think, the, I, I think the Storm South are guaranteed a four. Trouble. But I think the Rabbitohs are now in trouble. Yeah, that's what I was saying. So Sammy Burgess is out for six weeks, and is yeah. Reynolds, Reynolds is out for the season, is he? Is he? Oh, not think, this season. I heard the season. Are out. Cody Walker's uh, probably confidence is going to be shot a little bit. Yeah, but you've got to give him another game. Far out, it's one game. I know. I think you, they will, but I'm just saying here, I think, I just think you, hopefully his confidence is okay. Look, I just don't, I think, to me, the Storm are going to canter into the minor premiership. I, I agree with you. Because they're not that hit by origin. They've got outside backs, Chambers, and Addo Carr, Munster, and Kafusi. That's like, that is so manageable, man. Well, it's not that manageable, but fuck. I mean, wow. they, just up. They, just, they got on a plane to New Zealand, and then they backed up and didn't give a fuck. Fucking oath. God, the storm fucking good. So they're, gonna, they're top four. Rabbitohs are looking shaky for the top four, but you still would suggest that they can hang on and get and stick in there. I, and I trust Wayne. Two losses in yeah. a row, not bad for them. That's okay. The Roosters, if they lose today, are going to be eight and four, and they're, they're, they're resting some serious Origin players today, out at the foot of the mountains. So I think actually no, you're starting, you're starting to see. You have a couple weeks ago the hangovers start to occur. Yep, it's and it's really the hangovers hitting the Rabbitohs and the Roosters. But why? Why the Rabbitohs got a hangover? Well, I, so I mean, you're talking about the premiership hangover. I'm talking about the strong start yeah. to the season and representative 
player hangover. But I see what yeah, you're saying. They've got to like just after they've got to fucking lunch and they've just went out to get some calves and they're just feeling really fucking sorry for themselves after a big night. The Colonel's curse. And we've been there. We've all been there. Um what about tier B? Fucking how excited for the finals for the tier B are you? Raiders, Knights, Sharks, Sea Eagles, and then if the Broncos win well today, I'm gonna say there's a tier B, which leads me to my point. We have now a tier A, a tier B, and a tier D. And there's a tier E. There's no C. So hang on. Tier E is Titans and Panthers. Titans is in a tier of its own, is an E. Titans and dogs are the same. Nah, the dogs try hard. Yeah, but they're still shit, though. Like, that's even worse. At least Titans are even trying. Bulldogs, sorry, Coops. Bulldogs are in tier E. Um, The tier C is waiting to be had. What? I think Cowboys are in tier C. Yeah, they got beaten by the real pride of the league last night, remember? What about this Cade Cust? I like him. I like him a lot. And he put, he forced out algae, algae last night. He what? He They picked uh, him ahead of algae. Algae, Kane Algae. So they should. Yeah, but I'm just, I, think, I mean, they've, they've pulled this out of nowhere. No one even heard of it. So I said, DCE backed up. Like the, uh, Tom came back and just oh, made a wow. big difference. Does Tom come straight Tom. in for Cottridge? Yeah. Or and the other thing does is, Tom come in other... for Josh Morris? Oh. Because he played centre for Australia. Yeah, 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 I think you're playing ahead of Josh Morris. Keep Cottridge in um, there because he's future. Yeah, so who's manly, who's manly still got to get back from returning from injury? Um, I'm back on deck now. There was one other player. I'm sure of it. Just a full, uh, Did Dylan Walker uh, get injured? Back. No, he's back. But didn't he get? Didn't he come back and then get? Did he play last night? Played last night. So I think they've, they've got Adam just go running through pricks. Um, sure, Brad Parker's technically injured. Yeah. Okay. So that's a loss. So when you get that, get them, get them back far out. They, do you like Manly? I like watching. I them. like them. I really like them. I like a Dizzy has the coach side that's playing for the playing for him. You know. Um, but in saying that, the Cowboys didn't have Maguire. And I think that when Maguire comes back, um, they're going to they're, they're going to still they're going to still challenge the eight. Uh, they, but they, but they might challenge them. But they won't make the eight because they, they're not. No, they, they won't make the eight. I'm, I'm, I'm not, confident they won't make the eight. They're not, they're not they're not dislodging anybody in the eight. I mean, yeah, you still got to you still got to say Mitchell Dunn, Tom Opechic. Inari Tuala, John Asiata, and Jake Clifford as your three to seven positions. <clears throat> That's not bloody flash, North Queensland. So the eight, who is the who is the the most likely to drop out? You'd have to say <coughs> it's the not Broncos, isn't it? It's the Broncos or Manly, but no, Manly won't. Drop or Knights, the Knights, you know. As, as much as they could rise, they've won seven straight, six straight, sorry. Yeah. That, you know, it wouldn't shock you if to say that they just, they just fell out of the eight. But, I mean, the Sharks are making it, so are the Raiders. Yeah. Um, great, great little battle that is going to be. Um, we're going to have to... Holmes, like he's going all right. Who? Dal Holmes. For the Jets, what? Just because he sent yeah. it, fucking tweeted a photo of him in Jets gear. <laughs> exactly. 
Fuck. So this, he's coming back this year, which is unfortunate for the Cowboys. Mm. He'd make he'd make that team pretty good, wouldn't he? Yeah. Fuck like, yeah. He's a, he was a, remember how good he was? I mean, he made oh. Queens good too. He was the best player in the comp back end of last year, wasn't he? Oh, he's close to. I mean, it's hard to say a winger's the best. No, well, he's, he's playing played. fullback, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's good. And um, we wanted the Kiwis. Yeah, but, you know. Um, he played, chose Origin as well. Do you think James, I'm going to just rip a couple of real quick-fire topics at you. Do you think James Roberts will do much for the Bunnies? Will he change them? Uh, uh, no, he's changed his haircut. No, I, don't, I think it's uh, he's going to get too comfortable. Okay. Um, Dang Nangai, the second coming of Nate Miles. Is there more change of... Average club player to the second coming of an Origin star. How how good does he go at Origin level? Why can't he translate oh. to club level? Yeah, oh, and uh, you'd ask a Rabbitohs fan, but I totally agree. And how good is his running style? It's an interesting running style. Really fast. Really surprised me how fast he is. When he's got everything going, it's surely it's not most. If he actually got a proper sprint coach, he could probably get faster. Fuck. Um, it's funny how. The people that you think are fast often aren't actually fast. Hmm. But yeah. when you see it, when you see them in like a the sprint, does holding a ball mean you you slow you down? Yes, without a doubt. Does it? Okay. Yeah. Um. But anyway, what about the grounding the ball? You've got an issue with grounding the ball these days. You think it's sort of? No, I don't. I don't. I just. I mean, these days we have to admit that. I mean, if you watch the game ten. For 15 years ago, there was never as many um, uh, tries that were disallowed because the the attacker couldn't get the ball down on the ground. Hmm. So it's, I did a hypothetical sort of situation in my dream. I, you know, sometimes I'm lying in bed thinking about ways you could improve the game or whatever. I sort of said, well, what if we made it American football style rules hmm. where all you needed to do was get the ball the full full ball over the line, over the plane of the goal line. Mm. Now, what would that change? Oh. To, wait, would it? Would you stop? Would you not kick on the last as much? Absolutely like, you wouldn't. Now, first, my first my first reaction to that is, it scares me a little bit. But let's just say yeah. it's, it stops, you know, the brilliance of holding someone up in goal, which is a great part of our game, right? The fullback or, you know, a winger coming across and holding someone up. But what it does bring into the game is, you know, running and trying to dive over the line. Um, you know, it would bring real athletes into play, some of the brilliance that they could do. What's that? Isn't that dangerous? Yes, it's dangerous. But, you know, I guess you'd have to adjust the rules of tackling someone in the air. Because in the NFL, if you try and dive over the, over the plane, you know, you can try and jump up and tackle them up there as well. Um, fuck, but oh, some of the wings, some of the wing stuff that you would see and like jumping out wide, like the, if you think the aerial game that we have at the moment is brilliant, think of what would happen if you just had to get the ball over the plane. So actually you'd be interesting. You might start having wingers. No, you probably still could kick because all you need to do was get up there and get two hands on the ball. It'd be hard to say whether someone actually had control of it, you, you, like you a big drop player winger. You would see a shitload more props getting tries. Like Andrew Fafita, a play just to get a try would be just driving behind Andrew Fafita and get him, push him over the line. But basically, when you're defending on your line and you saw Fafita, 
people would just like run out of the line real them, yeah. and then all of a sudden there'd be space out the back. It'd be interesting what it would do. But I mean, I I don't want not saying I want to go there. I just use it as a hypothetical. Does Henry Parmigiano have uh, Henry Perinara? Perinara. Does he have it in his contract that he has to go up to the video ref ten times a game? Uh, he gave one actually straight off the bat last night, which was impressive against the against the Warriors too for the Warriors, which I thought was interesting. But yeah, he's pretty. He's just being um, clear. How bad, how bad is he as a practitioner? Oh, but he's diversity based. <laughs> is he what? He is diversely useless. Um, okay, we're on to the favourite segment of the show. Basically, it's just a chance to poke fun at me and at my tipping. But we have to pick the Sunday games. It's only one Sunday game. No, just two Sunday games. And we'll pick the Monday game too, Jack. This start off in three minutes' time with the Broncos at home to the Titans. Who you got? Nice. Then at Panthers Stadium, Panthers hosting the Roosters. Roosters. And then at ANZ Stadium on Queen's birthday, but not for WA or SA, the Bulldogs. No, I, don't, I don't know about WA or SA. I just know Queensland don't hit them. But not for Queensland. The Dogs hosting the Dragons. Dragons. Okay. So I'm going to go... I'm going to agree with you. Oh, there we go. So... I reckon we should, we should get all three here, surely. Although, Titan, nah, if all three of them. Titans might get up, but without Ash Taylor. Is Ash Taylor? It was named, wasn't he? But he's he's under it's a. Him. Yeah, let's not let's not let's not talk about Ash Taylor any more than he needs to be talked about. We've done our Ash Taylor rants. Um, okay, mate. Well, let's uh, round fourteen coming up. Thursday night game at GIO. This is a this is let's bring the pub game forward. Raiders hosting the Sharks. How good is that? It's a good game of football in a cold Gio Stadium or Bruce Stadium. And oh god. If for the neutral observer, you'd We've be got chalking, a pub game. you'd be chalking this pub game up as the worst of the season, the Titans hosting the Warriors at Seabus Super Stadium. You know what I but if anything, Warriors win those. Yeah, have quite a good record. No, nah, I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm not even thinking about the win there. I'm. I'm wait. Wait until I, we string three together before I pay attention. Anyway, we've run out of time. You said that you've got your kids locked in the um in the wardrobe or something at work. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, just a <laughs> PlayStation. No, nah, that's a joke. Um, but Ben Barber would put them behind the fridge. Well, I did. So my wife was doing a um, sausage sizzle at Bunnings yesterday for. Um, uh, for the fundraising for the kindy, right? Mm. And I basically said I'd do it, but I walked up there and saw all these like young parents. I was like, "Fuck that! I'm not me." And I walked. I said, "I can't do it." I said, "You're gonna have to do it." And I just drove home. <laughs> That's good. Um, but then when I went to go pick her up, I left. There was like an underground car park, and I left Trevor sleeping in the car for like. 90 seconds because he yeah. didn't know where I was and there was no reception under in the, in the underground car park so that was actually illegal wasn't it leaving your kid unattended for 90 but he was asleep mate it's like that you know when your kid's asleep and over the road there is you know 
the shops or a bakery and you just every time you think to yourself i'm just going to pop out for four minutes but then you can't bring yourself to leave your kid at home even though you'd be absolutely fine it's just yeah i know but i'm sort of making a sort of a slight comparison to to the um weekly bakery not far from you yeah so the bakery i live on a relatively main road just nip across and get a something from the bakery when he's asleep i mean he's not going to wake up but you just don't do it don't really, but like your house is still within your eyesight. I know, mate. It's just it's all about for me. It's just um, if it's if you can if you if it's within your um, field of vision. Yeah, I probably can't see my house, which is why I don't do it. Anyway, okay, well, yeah. um, we uh, what have you got planned for the for the games this afternoon? You're going to try and get most of them in. Uh, I've got to hang up some fucking washing, and then yeah, I'm going to get down and try and get both of them in. Nice. Okay. Well, good luck out there, punters. I will chat to you the same time next week. You gotta love your league. Jackal loves stray dogs. Beastie loves to Say about playing the game you can't hear it today, I said now. Nah. <gasps>